Hey, everybody, it's Bevan. Welcome to Bevan, a femme over 40 and her friends podcast. I'm your host, Bevan. I've said my name three times. It's time to start the show. I am here with my co-host, Biscuit Reynolds, although we're not on video, so you can't see him. Um, today, I want to talk about just some takeaways I've gotten lately about um, my areas for growth. I love growing on this podcast. I find um, when the people I admire are growing and share about that growth, um, it's very empowering to me. People are far more empowered by your mistakes and your fumbles and your struggles than they are by your successes. And I really live by that. Um, I fell, okay, so the eclipse, we had this like big solar eclipse on um, like two Saturdays ago. And right during that eclipse, I fell on my butt. It was on April 30th. Um, during my aerobics class. I, I have never once fallen during <laughs> my aerobics class, Fat Kid Dance Party, for anyone who feels left behind my mainstream fitness. I screw up a lot, right? Like that's all part of my teaching process. Um, I think it's important that even though I choreographed it, I can still mess it up. It empowers people um, to also just do it anyway. You don't have to get it right. The whole point is just that we're there, we're moving, and we're experiencing our present moment together. Um, but I was going to get water. Uh, and it's a trip I've made thousands of times from my little front yard dance floor to where my water bottle sits. But I fell, I just like caught my foot on the carpet that I roll up over my dance floor to keep it protected when I'm not out there. Um, and I fell on my butt just right down. My friend Claire, uh, who I interviewed on this podcast, I think episode 73 is Claire. Um, she was in my class and she uh, saw me fall and she thought it was on purpose at first because it looked she she said it looked graceful and funny at the same time and I'm like wow that's great um but I fell on my butt and I hurt my back and I'm not exactly sure what I did uh but I know that the answer is rest uh, I know from having been injured many times that if I try to push it and I try to move too fast too soon um the injury healing process just takes much longer and uh, what's what I'm feeling very grateful for is that usually if I'm laying down flat, I don't feel pain. And so if anybody out there who deals with chronic pain or chronic anything um, knows that if you can find a spot to be in relief with, it's such it's so nice. Right. Um, two days before three days before I fell, I had a migraine and I've only ever had a migraine, uh, gosh, once before in my life. Um, and it is a nightmare. If you've never had a migraine, it's a nightmare. Like people saying migraine for a bad headache is not the same as a migraine, like for real, like with nausea and relentless pain. Like I was, I just was completely felled by that migraine. And, um, for an entire, I just lost a day. I was just like, I, the only thing I could do is just lay and be in pain. And one of the biggest challenges I find, um, when I'm in pain is that I don't have control over my thought life. Uh, Generally, if you're not, if I'm not in pain, uh, that first thought uh, you can't control, but those second, third, and subsequent thoughts, those are the thoughts that you can come in and change, right? Um, and I talk about this tons on this podcast. This podcast is, is as much about grief as it is about um, choosing the thoughts you think. And choosing a better feeling thought is the wisdom from so many of my favorite teachers. And I uh, just was struggling with that migraine. Um, and so having like, then the next day I felt much better, right? Like I wasn't totally better, but it's like that shadow period after a migraine. And then on that Friday after it, I just felt amazing. I recorded a podcast episode. I recorded uh, an aerobics class for my membership. And then the next day I fell. So I had like basically a day and a half where I felt great. <laughs> and then I was injured again, but having the injury 
with the perspective of recently having a migraine and at least like I can still work, at least I can still like talk to my friends. Um, I can even, you know, I couldn't even look at the phone when I had that migraine. Oh, it was awful. Um, big props to anybody out there who deals with chronic migraines. Like, wow, not all heroes wear capes. Like it's really, really hard. Um, and I'm really grateful. I have a lifestyle and work that allows me to um, adapt to what my body needs. Um, and I'm really grateful that I teach and live the ethic of just prioritizing self-care and confidently admitting what my body needs, even if it's what my, even if it's against what my brain thinks my body wants, right? Or needs. Um, and it's like frustrating to not be able to like dance because it's one of my favorite things to do is to dance. Um, and dancing is, is something that really hurts my back, but like, I can like stand. Okay. I can lay down. Okay. But sitting is the thing that hurts. And so it's really interesting to just have to adapt in a whole new way to my body, find new ways of releasing energy, um, that aren't through dance. Um, I had to slow down my forest walks. Like I was trying to take gentle, slow walks at first. Um, like the only thing I would do in the day is like to move around would be to go take that walk. But that, kind of made my back hurt worse on the second day I tried it. So then I stopped even walking for a while, which sucks, but you know, I'd, I'd rather take the time now because I know self-care stretches time in the long run. So all that to say, I've had a lot of occasion to rest and I received this, um, April of 2022 really, I don't know. I just released and surrendered. Like when all the things I had planned for April just kind of fell apart. I feel like a lot of things in this pandemic, it's like, trying to nail silly putty to the wall. It's like, it'll work for a minute and then it just drips off. So I'm not trying to force my agenda. I just surrender, surrender some more and surrender some more after that. So that's really what I've been focusing on. But something um, that has been helping me a lot um, is finding good art to experience. Um, I, I tend to, so I'm having this like cage match in my brain all the time between my ego, my like logical brain, the, the part of me, the internalized capitalism that wants me to just be producing versus my spirit, which like uh, wants to surrender to the universe and understands that everything is always working out for my good, right? And really trusting that even, I mean, that's what faith is, belief in things unseen, right? So like having faith that that's what's happening, right? And um, I think it's the biggest thing I talk about in therapy, honestly, is like my intuition versus my logical mind and um, just releasing and releasing um, and surrendering. I think I like to say that my, I don't have a boss, but my boss is God, right? Like, so that's the like falling in alignment with why I'm here and what I'm doing um, helps me release all these like internalized notions of like productivity is my worth, right? My worthiness is inherent just because I'm here and I believe that. But I also know that my behavior creates my circumstances and I want to live a pain-free, healthy, vibrant life. <laughs> so um, before I move on with the show with um, some fun things that I want to recommend to you that I think will help you have a fun experience in life, I want to tell you the best way to support this podcast is through my Patreon page, Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash FKDP, which stands for Fat Kid Dance Party. There's a link in the show notes, um, is my Patreon page. And uh, my aerobics class is supported by that, but so are all the other teachings I do. My podcast is supported by that. I could not be doing this podcast if I wasn't a Patreon-supported artist. Um, I also have self-care and spiritual lessons um, that I taught. I did a series of 13 lessons. I'm going to add another one on there. 
Um, and just by, you know, listener request, um, folks in my Patreon membership send me questions and I love to answer them. Uh, and I love that I created this. So entering into my spiritual process and like becoming a spiritual person was just trial and error. I just like learn from other spiritual people that I admire and I apply what makes sense to me, right? I filter everything through my heart. Um, but I've made my spirituality truly a self-care practice because again, it's behavior that creates the life that we're living now um, and uh, having like figuring out how I could make it a self-care practice really helped for me. So I hope it gives you uh, a way to help you uh, experience life uh, in a little bit more of a faithful way that makes sense to you and whatever your practice is. So all of that is patreon.com slash FKDP. I also have an on-demand membership, which is full of self-care parties now. Um, in addition to my aerobics classes, there's always a 10-minute class, a 20-minute class, two 55-minute classes, a chair aerobics class, and a canicize class, which is slower, more low-tempo choreography for use with an optional cannabis experience. Plus, I have an art therapy class up there now, um, an aerobics class that I taught with a bunch of other cool instructors. This month, we're doing a live uh, Zoom puff and paint class. It's snack themed. It's going to be really fun. Two and a half hours long to paint a picture with a halftime canicized class. I'm doing it with my friend Mindy, who I've had on this podcast a couple of times. Um, and that, and the recording of that will be up in the on-demand membership. But anyone at any level of membership uh, can join the live Zoom class on May 25th. So I hope you'll join us for that. It's going to be really fun. Um, and I'm really excited. I have some more self-care parties lined up. I'm um, doing about one a month. Um, and those are just part of the on-demand library. Um, I want to be a one-stop shop to support your self-care. I think Patreon is really like the way of the future to support artists that are meaningful to you. And I'm super grateful to get to do this work and to figure it all out. Okay. So in this time of convalescence, I've had the occasion to binge watch some shows um, and or movies that I wanted to recommend to you um, in case you're looking for some things to nourish yourself. So the first uh, thing is the most time sensitive uh, on Netflix right now, um, the movie You've Got Mail <laughs> with Tom Hanks and Meg Ryan. I don't know if you've seen it. I feel like I might have seen it in the 90s when it came out. It came out in 98. But actually watching it again, I'm like, maybe I never watched it. Maybe I just thought I watched it. But what's funny is it's like a classic for many reasons, um, including an early Dave Chappelle, uh, early Sada Ramirez, who you might remember from And Just Like That, um, or Grey's Anatomy or whatever else they've been on. Um, and it's a really good rom-com. Like, it's the perfect kind of rom-com. It is funny. Um, and um, it's also kind of an allegory for our time, like the big box stores come in and squeeze out the little guy. Um, it is also a really fun narrative about finding love in your 30s and um, correspondence, um, like just also even just remembering the AOL, you've got mail noise is very charming. Um, I love email correspondence. I love writing. I love uh, letters. And um, there's also a book that they're talking about a lot in that one. I think that one is Pride and Prejudice. Um, and then the very same day I watched You've Got Mail, uh, I went to Sunday dinner for Mother's Day um, and mom and Pat suggested we watch The Lake House, which is also on Netflix. And that is a 2006 Keanu Reeves, Sandra Bullock movie, which I had never watched um, and I always wanted to watch, but didn't even realize it was on Netflix. And that one is also uh, people finding love in their 30s through correspondence through a supernatural mailbox at a beautiful lake house, which I have to say is total goals. It's like this total, it was built for the movie, 
Um, and it's like on stilts on this lake and it has these beautiful like glass windows all around. It's like very not private, but like it's also very much the outdoors is inside. Um, I love stuff like that. I love, um, I mean, I get to live somewhere with a gorgeous view and I love that I get to look out over water. Um, it makes such a difference in my, uh, in the way my body and brain feel. So I can really identify with how amazing this life, this, this lake house is. Um, that movie is very much also a love letter to architecture. So if you're an architecture nerd, there's a lot for you <laughs> in that book or that, that book, that movie. And that movie also involves a book that keeps showing up. Um, that one is, oh, I forget what it's called, uh, but it's a Jane Austen book and it starts with a P. Um, anyway, so the, both of those movies are really good. Um, but I will also say The Lake House was especially good because what even is time, right? Like I'm always questioning like what time is and why time exists. And I think time exists where you and I collide, right? Like it doesn't matter if like, someone's writing in 2004 and someone's writing in 2006, but like when the synchronicities come and you can intersect in time and space, that's the beauty of it. And I think time exists so that we can intersect with people intentionally. Um, that's my new definition of time. And uh, <laughs> I always like to say, what is time? Cause it's just, these are all constructs, right? Like time literally exists as a way that we've split up the experience of the seasons and um, light on our little, you know, floating space rock, right? Like it's so interesting when you think about that. Um, so I would highly recommend both the lake house and you've got mail. They're both great. Um, and I can't, I'm actually excited to watch the lake house again. Cause like, I didn't really understand where we were in, um, in watching the narrative. Like I was like, wait, when is this, who is this, what is this? But like, I think watching it through again, I'm going to understand it a little bit better, but, um, anyway, I would suggest those movies if you love a rom-com or a romance um, and have a little time on your hands while surrendering. Um, also, when I think about surrender, I like to think about me laying in a floaty in the universe and just um, creating the world of my dreams, right? Like just like being in the flow, just like Esther Hicks talks about all the time. Um, it's just choosing the better feeling thought and being in the flow of life and going downstream, right? Allowing the path of least resistance while I know that my behaviors and the way that I grow and that I choose to grow, right? Like not everyone chooses to grow that every time I grow, my experience of life gets better. I'll say this, like when I was um, planning my dream wedding in 2018, I was popular on the internet. I was like, you know, I got to go to Dollywood twice that year. Like I did not have the same level of life satisfaction that I have now in like week 113 of the pandemic, like being in the same space for as long as I've been. Um, it's like a little bit frustrating to like, not get to go anywhere. Um, and to kind of just feel like I'm like ground down by the universe and can't make plans, but it's also really nice if I let it be right. And that's just perspective and behavior that I've learned from all of the ways that I've grown. Um, speaking of growth oriented individuals, Lizzo has an amazing, uh, TV show on Amazon prime. Uh, that one probably won't go away because it's an Amazon, you know, you know how like, when Netflix creates a series, it just stays on Netflix forever, but like friends keeps moving around. Right. So Lizzo's thing is going to stay on Amazon. Um, it's called watch out for the big girls and it's her casting, um, her expanded dance troupe. There are not a ton of, uh, fat girls, especially fat, uh, women of color, um, who are in the professional dance scene. So Lizzo intentionally went out and solicited 
people to come in and rehearse and um, compete. And it's kind of a competition show, but not really, because it's not like there's an elimination every episode, but there are eliminations because people, um, you know, for whatever reason, I'm not going to spoil it for you. It's a great show. It's an eight episode binge. I actually slowed my binge. I didn't, um, I watched this before I got sick actually, um, or before I got injured. Um, I like watched it like one episode a day. Cause like, I loved it so much. It was so good. The stories are so good. It's really empowering. Um, especially like, I don't know. It's like everything I've always wanted to like treat people to in terms of like, let's go stay in a mansion. Here's how nice it can be. Here's our delicious meals. We're going to dance together. We're going to self care together. Like, Oh my God, it's such a good show. Lizzo is like total goals. I did not, um, I did not anticipate having a lot. I, I like watched it like thinking I was like, oh, I should be working, but I'm going to watch this. Because, um, you know, when you own your own business, you could be working 24-7. So like, again, internalized capitalist with like the person who wants to be faith-based and floating, right? It's always fighting. So I'm like, okay, I'll watch this show. And like, I watched it and I was like, oh my God, this is helping me with my work. Because <laughs> I have like so much like fashion inspiration from it. Um, I definitely have always wanted to use fringe in my aerobics outfits. And like now I definitely do watching like Lizzo's uh, big girls dancing in fringe. Like it's so cool. Um, but also like the way she treats her dancers, like she has a really strong culture. Um, some of the most important eliminations she made in that show had to do with maintaining her culture um, and culture eats strategy for breakfast. And if you have toxic people bringing it down, it's not going to be fun for anybody. And I think your audience sees when things are fun. Um, I got a ton of ideas for like upcoming uh, aerobics video shoots. Um, I have a beautiful aerobics video series that's available on Vimeo on demand. You can find it at fatkiddanceparty.com. Just look out for workout video four pack. Um, I It is the greatest thing I ever made. Um, I crowdfunded it in 2018 and uh, filmed it. It was one of the hardest things I ever did actually um, was producing that video series. And I'm really grateful I did it. My dancers were amazing. And I am really excited to shoot again. In this pandemic, I've been just using my creative energy to just plan for future shoots. I have probably 20 um, concepts ready to go <laughs> just for the means, waiting for the means and waiting for the opportunity and trusting that that will come in divine timing. And uh, but I got a ton of ideas to add to it from like how Lizzo does her work. And I have to say, Lizzo works really hard and is incredibly excellent at what she does. And I have so much admiration for who she has become. Um, I saw her for the first time performing in 2014. She opened for Slater Kinney. I saw her in New York City and she had like 25,000 Instagram followers and I became 25,001 or whatever. Um, and watching her explode has been, you know, when one dream becomes possible or one dream comes true, thousands become possible. So I just love Lizzo so much. And I just got a real good insight, actually. She's been really good at shouting out her team for many years. Like she talks about the team that helps her do what she does. And we got to really meet her team in the show. And I was really grateful to get to meet um, the team that makes Lizzo possible, like her stylist and uh, the her director is really cool. Um, anyway, her choreographers, all of it, um, her creative director. Anyway, I could geek out about this. I can't wait to watch it again. Um, really good show. Another show I want to recommend to you is Alice of the Heart by Dr. Brene Brown, a Scorpio. I want to say I'm recommending it to you before I've even finished it because it's so good. I'm slow going on it because it talks about emotions and it talks, it gives us language for emotions. My friend Deidre, 
who founded the Glowing Goddess Getaway, uh, said she's like, Atlas of the Heart is worth whatever it costs to have a membership to HBO Max for one month, um, which is like 10 bucks, I think. Um, and, you know, big ups to my friend who uh, gave me a login. <laughs> but I love it so much. And I have to say, like, she talks about this in the first episode about how art gives us language for emotions that um, is even better than words. And she's totally right. And I think some of the best artists are the people who take those complex feelings and give us a way to identify with them. Um, I think uh, this is something I learned actually early in Al-Anon Recovery, which is a 12-step program for family and friends of alcoholics. Um, and I started that recovery when I was 31, so 12 years ago changed the way I saw the world. I thought that the way my family was, was so individual and specific. And in fact, it is uh, symptomatic of this, the disease of alcoholism. And when she realized that like people, you can relate emotionally to people who have nothing in common with you on paper, uh, because of this common experience of growing up in a family affected by alcoholism, it's wild. And, um, it, this, this, just watching other emotions on in art, like on movies and in books and things like that. Like James Baldwin has a great, great quote about books and about how like he thought he was so alone in his feelings until he read them in books. So I think art, God, art is some of the most important things we have as humans and humans have been creating art for millennia, long before we created capitalism, colonialism, and all the ways in which our brains and our emotions get kind of like isolated. I think there's a hyper individualization that's very toxic in capitalism that destroys our connections with people and developing emotional literacy and like learning how to map our emotions uh, more than just like, I think it's like sad, happy, and angry or like the three emotions we're mainly taught when in fact we have like, she, she said she mapped out like 78 and she talks about 30 of them in this, um, in this series. But man, she even uses like examples from, um, from different movies. And there was a frame just a frame, a still frame from Brokeback Mountain that made me sob <laughs> watching this, made me actually sob watching it because that movie moves me so much. I can listen, if I listen to the theme from Brokeback Mountain, I might like cry. Uh, it's a really intense feeling for me. It like really touches me. Um, so I don't know what it is about Atlas of the Heart uh, by Dr. Brene Brown that will make you sob, but maybe you could use some more emotional literacy or something to binge watch that can really help you grow and improve your life. Um, I hope you enjoy these recommendations. Um, I feel like I love to have a purpose to my pain. I love to be able to teach from my pain. And if it's my literal body pain that is forcing me to lay down and consume more art so that I can share it with you, share the good art that there is, um, it will have been worth it. Um, I hope you enjoyed this episode. I hope you're feeling good out there. I hope that your surrender is joyful. And as I think about just surrendering and releasing the things that I thought I wanted, um, to the universe. I like to imagine what my floaty looks like as I'm floating through the universe. So for me, just imagine me floating on a nice pink, uh, a pink sort of floaty with a big back that I can like lean on in a nice, a couple of cup holders. Cause I want to have a nice beverage and probably some cannabis, um, as I'm floating through the universe. Cause I will say shout out to cannabis as a pain reliever and as something that helps me soften to the world outside. Um, the news has only been getting more and more nuts. Um, and things have been getting more and more harsh out there. And I'll say this, I really feel like the government has totally abandoned us. Um, but I also know and believe that it is communities who will support one another. It's it's one-to-one. -one. It's like youth 
finding those generous impulses that you have to help somebody else out and reaching out a hand, you know, and like thinking of a friend and thinking good thoughts towards them and maybe reaching out and saying, hey, like it's all of those little generous impulses that I think is the divine working through us to help us get through this mess. And also I'll say this, this is from my episode with um, Leah Garza a couple episodes ago, I think it's 133, um, becoming more you, you in the process of just slowing down, getting to know yourself more, doing all the things, right? All the things you know to do to get in touch with yourself and instead of just, you know, numbing out, right? Like really being present for what's coming through you and having the brave conversations to be who you really are. That's what's going to change this world. That's how we develop emergent timelines where things, uh, you know, the system is just falling away so that we can build something new. We didn't come here to fix a broken world. We came here to create the world of our dreams. I love you a lot. Thanks for being here. I'll see you next week.